When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The fantasy football season has come to an end, but this is the perfect time to take your sports viewing experience to the next level. Epson, just hook your boy up with this new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 laser projector, including their optional 120-inch silver flex screen. And I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute game changer. With an epic 120-inch picture, it's twice the size of an 85-inch TV. I should know I had one of those in my old setup. And y'all know I love scouting prospects for the NFL draft. And with that 4K Pro UHD picture this big, it can take the way that I evaluate prospect game film to a level never seen before. To learn more, visit Epson.com forward slash wake up. Again, that's EPSON.com forward slash wake up. And like Epson says, bring the sportsbook experience home. Yo, what's going on, people? Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, back for another episode, episode 60. Of course, Eugene is here. Ike is here. You know, let's let's get into it. Let's not waste no more time. Ike, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Um, you know, uh, we we took a little bit of a break uh, after the Super Bowl. Um, speaking of speaking of, how did how did how did our bets go, Gene? I want let's let's start with you. How did how did uh, how did it go for you, Super Bowl Sunday? Since you know we uh, haven't we haven't updated the people on how our you know how some of our bets went. That's true. Let me let me pull that up real quick. The ones that I was really really hoping on, or that was that I was putting my money on, was uh, the one and a half field goals for for Harrison Buckner. That did not hit because he he shanked that first one early in the game and, and he he got the one, but we couldn't get another one. I was I was hurt by that I, one. That got me too. That got me too. I had a couple of parlays with him in it, and then uh, it it just didn't work out. Nah, man. Oh, my Jalen Hurts first time touchdown score plus fifty yards smash. Yeah, you smashed that. Super plus twelve hundred. Yeah, 100. plus twelve hundred. I definitely smashed that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I felt really good about that one. The um, what other one I had? I had the the Dallas Goddard over four and a half receptions. I think we both had that one. Yeah, we did both have that one. Um, who else did I have? The Gatorade color. I, we never saw it, but they kept saying it was purple. So that one missed. That was yeah. one of the long shots. I should have sticked with the the first touchdown uh, jersey number being under eleven and a half. Uh, but y'all talked me out of it because of the because of the odds. Made sense to, to go with the over four and uh, 11 and a half, but we saw Jalen go and sneak that one after after he sna- snaked uh, Gainwell. <laughs> he got stopped at the goal line. Yeah. Um, trying to think, what else? What other ones did I have? The Kansas City total receptions under eight and a half. That one hit. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, that one hit. I think he only had like seven people that caught passes. And uh, the Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown that also hit too. And I think that's about it for me. What about you? Yeah, um, I didn't fare nearly as well. Um, I did have, I did, uh, I did spread first touchdown score, Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey. I put a little bit on each, and obviously Jalen Hurts hit. Um, I, you know, I pushed on Jarek McKinnon receptions. He had exactly three, didn't go over the three like I thought he would. Um, and the, a couple of a couple of other ones that we kind of talked about on the show, but we didn't necessarily put in the newsletter. But um, I talked about Kenny Gainwell over 19 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, we he, did. He, yep. he hit that. Um, what was another one that we talked about? 
you had the super you had the long shot one with uh, Miles Sanders plus uh, uh, over 70 yards, Pacheco over 65, uh, AJ Brown six receptions, Kelsey over eight receptions for like plus 2000, but that was that was short. Yeah, that that one that one fell short. Um I had another one, Jalen Hurts 250 yards passing, Sanders one touchdown and AJ Brown six catches plus 600 on Bavada. That one did not hit because Miles Sanders did not get it in the end zone. So that was unfortunate, but um, you know, to to kind of save, basically save my day, I put a, I sprinkled a couple of dollars on um, one of those squares, um, mm. one of those, you know, kind of like one of those Super Bowl squares. So I think Bovada now has, you know, they have these these Super Bowl squares kind of things where you could just put any kind of dollar amount on a certain intersection. So I put I put it on Chiefs eight, Eagles five. Yeah, I paid out a little bit, so I hit that, and the final score was obviously thirty-eight to thirty-five. And so, um, and then I came really, really close to having another bet that I had placed, like on the day of, where it had you know Mahomes and Kelsey. I'm sorry, it had Kelsey and Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown. It had uh, Mahomes over two hundred and fifty yards passing. He only had like one hundred and eighty, but then it had Travis Kelsey, AJ Brown. And uh, Devontae Smith, 25 yards receiving. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, over 40 yards rushing. Um, and then I think it had uh, someone scoring a touchdown. I think it was either A.J. Brown or, or um, Travis Kelsey. Or, or, uh, I think it was A.J. Brown or, or someone. But that would have hit. And that was plus 1,000. That would have hit if Patrick Mahomes got over 250 yards past. Yeah, he wasn't even close to he that. He wasn't even close. Um, so it was, you know, it was, a, it was a so-so day. But, you know. Um, you know, you live and you learn. You, yeah. you like to take you like to take swings at these props and see what happens because you know it's the it's the last game of the season. Everything's on the line, so you you just never know what happens. And we got a really really good game. We got a high scoring game. Basically played out the way we talked about. You know, we're yep. going to see a lot of you know a lot of Mahomes do his thing. See a lot of Jalen Hurts. There was advantages on the outside for the the Eagles receivers. They almost both had a hundred yards receiving. And so it, it it was it was a it was a game that we we basically dreamed of and, and hoped for. Yeah. And not. The one thing that I think that caught us by surprise was the effectiveness of the KC running game. We didn't really we didn't really think it was going to happen just because of how how stout the the front four had been, the front seven had been late in the season and in the playoffs. So I was really surprised about how well they were able to run the ball, which which was a reason why Mahomes didn't have a bunch of passing yards. He didn't have to because whenever they needed a conversion, more times than not, it was on the ground. They were able to keep the keep the uh, the the down uh, the chains moving. So, which ultimately helped them win the game. And on top of that, we did we got no pass rush from the Eagle, the Eagles uh, yeah uh, the, the Eagles uh, front seven. Bro, uh, didn't no touch them whatsoever. No pass, no, no sacks. I don't. They may, they nope. may have had a couple of pressures, it, but um, but one thing that we, I think we mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago was the 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 offensive line for Kansas City was number one in pass block win rate. That yep. was un, that was under an underreported metric. Uh, whenever people were previewing the game, they were just assuming that you know the Eagles they had you know historic sack totals. They were just going to run roughshod over that Chiefs offensive line, but that was. A, complete opposite uh you know i was surprised to kind of see that happen you know I, I thought they would get some pressure here and there but they got no pressure whatsoever so right. that was that was another surprise hassan uh reddick i forgot he was on the field that's how quiet he was didn't yep. do anything so at all but you know let's get into it man let's talk about do you have anything else you want to hit on news and notes before we get into the the meat of the episode yeah, I mean, there was a couple of things that just kind of kind of went down the pipeline. I mean, today we 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 saw Alvin Kamara get indicted um, for that incident last year in Vegas where, he, where they beat up that guy by the elevator. I think we've seen the video account you know a numerous amount of times, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, you know, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, they're still not close on you know any extension talks or anything like that, so they're headed down the road of being him being franchised. And he's still lashing out on Instagram, posting these <laughs> these, these subliminals towards the Ravens about respect and things of that nature and cherishing what you have. So that does not look like it's going to be resolved anytime soon. But on the same token, 
The Ravens did hire a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, uh, coming over from Mother Georgia. Mother effing Munkin, man. Mother yeah. effing Munkin. So coming over from Georgia. So that should be a, you know, a shot in the arm for the Ravens offense. So let's, let's see what kind of, you know, identity they take uh, in, in the coming years uh, with him as an offensive coordinator. Hopefully they finally go get another, a, a number one receiver uh, for Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then, you know, we had Jonathan Gannon uh, be named as the head coach for the Cardinals. Uh, what, are, what are your general thoughts on this really quick? Does it really move the needle for me? Uh, I, I don't, it, it's just, it's whatever. I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't really have too much of a, a stance one way or the other. It's just, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually this is what happens whenever a Super Bowl team makes it, the, the coordinators get raided. The Cardinals, yep. the Cardinals took the defensive coordinator. Me, I wouldn't have taken. I didn't think he was that good of a coordinator. I mean, luckily he had. I mean, he had a lot of a lot of weapons on the defensive front. I mean, he just let them play. I, I don't know outside of what kind of scheme that you're really drawing up. That's that that levies him to have a, a head coaching job. Like basically, as soon as he gets a defensive coordinator job, he's he's out as a head coach the next year. I thought they should have went. The offensive route still again, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's what they wanted to do. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> didn't really move me either. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we'll 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 see how they how they approach the draft and free agency and things of that nature. Uh, Aaron Jones uh, restructured his contract to stay in, uh, with Green Bay. That's a smart move. Yeah, he's their best player. Um, I, I don't really understand why there is even speculation that he wouldn't he wouldn't be back I'm, obviously he's a running back just as a you know at a replaceable position but he's still their most productive back coming off of a career high 1100 plus yards rushing um so good good for green bay for keeping aaron jones and then you know Derek carr vi- visited the jets so you know that's that's another qb domino that's set to fall this offseason along with him and what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, who we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. And so that'll be, that'll be some, you know, some good, uh, some good storyline, if you will. And then finally, Robert Woods was released uh, from the Titans. um, And he capped it off by saying one word on Twitter free. free. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a shot to, the situation or oh, it it's just... old, old. <laughs> there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it yeah there's i mean that that, that offense i mean it was it was it was derrick henry and then a play action pass a play action interact and accurate pass and then an occasional deep bomb to nick westbrook akine and no robert <laughs> woods there would be times where robert woods wouldn't even get 25 yards receiving like it was it was yeah. just a bad situation for him to be in so um hopefully he'll be in an offense next year that throws the ball a lot more and gives him more opportunities. Maybe so, he'll find his way back at the Rams. Shit. At this point, I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the meat of the show. Uh this episode, we wanted to talk about, you know, free agent, free agents there that are potentially going to be in the market, impact free agents. Let me let me put it that way. I want to name everybody that's going to be out there because some of them don't just don't even move the needle. Uh, from a fantasy perspective. So we want to kind of hit those per each position. But before we get to that, let's talk about some of these teams that we feel that need to make a free, free agent impact this offseason, you know, to you know, make, make a step forward or that, that they're, they're almost there, but they need just a couple more pieces. Uh, for me, I'll go ahead and start it off. The first thing I want to name, I think is pretty obvious, is the Bears because of the amount of money that they chose not to spend the past year because they wanted to save it for this year. I mean, they got what a hundred million or just about a hundred million they can spend. Yeah, right, right at a hundred million. I mean, it's good to have a bunch of money, but it's kind of sucks that you have a bunch of money in this type of free agent free agency pool because it's not really a good one, especially on the offensive end. I know they could probably overpay for some some really good defensive players, but offensively. It, it might be a little. It might be a little tough for them to, you know, piece something together to to really do something serious. But for me, that's one of the teams for sure. They need to do something. They need to they, they need to put some weapons around uh, Justin Fields. You've been hearing him talk actively already, just talking about, hey, I need help. I need help. Even though you keep hearing chatter in the background, 
from people from like ESPN and all these major networks talking about they actually should trade Justin Fields and and draft Bryce Young number Absolutely one. I think stupid. yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a, I think that's I've ever heard. Yeah, I think that's a mistake in my opinion. You haven't really given Justin Fields a a, a, sh- a fair shake. Yep. With everything being considered, so I think you should. Uh, maybe you should put it. You just put it out there like you want to trade. So maybe you might, you might get a, a, even a bigger haul. But I think the Bears should definitely trade that first pick to get some more assets inside the draft, and hopefully they can you know bolster up the defense with some of these players are in the, that are in free free agency. So and you made a good point about them, uh, you know, just saying they're going to trade Justin Fields to get a bigger haul. That's how, at least for me, that's how it kind of started out. But then some people are actually believing that they could actually trade him to get Bryce Young, which make no, which would make no sense because you you would be giving, I mean, you would be you you would be trading, you know, swapping quarterbacks, and then Bryce Young will be in the same situation that Justin Fields was in last year, unless you think Bryce Young as a rookie. No NFL, no NFL snaps under his belt is going to elevate that Bears offense, and I seriously doubt that in his first year behind that line, behind those, in throwing to those weapons, absolutely not. That that just, just doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah, Bears for sure, they're they're at the top. But another team, this is a team that we obviously we you know follow, <laughs> eh, kind of root for. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. It's it's the Dallas Cowboys. That's another. It's an an obvious one. It's the Cowboys. Um, Now we know that you know their 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 approach to free agency leaves a lot to be desired. It's always very conservative. Um, Some can say it's the missionary sex of free agency approaches. Um, You know they because they they just they they bargain bin shopping. They do the bare the absolute bare minimum. And I don't even think you could say that. I don't even think they do the absolute bare minimum in free agency every year. They 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 literally don't go after anybody that's you know outside of their building. You know they they have free agents on their team. They're just going to resign their own guys, and then maybe have a, a guy like a, a very very cheap guy trickle in at the back end. But that's it. They need to have a more aggressive approach, especially over the last two years. You know they've they've won the division and they've gotten to the divisional round each of the last two years. So obviously. There's holes on this team. Number two receiver is probably one of the bigger holes um, on this team. Um, and we'll see what happens with running back, um, what what they do with Pollard and Zeke. But uh, it's it currently shows that they're over the cap by about seven million dollars. But I was reading a lot of I was reading a lot of articles um, over the last several weeks that sh- that say that the Cowboys can free can actually free up you know close to like you know forty fifty million dollars by contract restructures. Releasing certain players or any kind of other cap, cap gymnastics, right? <laughs> so, and you know, these are levers that they can pull that could get them some get get them some help and and help bolster the roster. But you and I, we we've seen this you know over and over and time and time again that when there's levers to pull that they can pull, they usually don't pull them. And so. Uh, when when I, when it doesn't happen again, I won't be surprised. You obviously won't be surprised, but at least we can acknowledge that based on the the you know how the the, the season has ended for the Cowboys the last two years, they definitely need a big off season uh, to get them over the get them over the top. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to add anything to it. I mean, yeah, they, they have holes they need to fill, and we'll see how they do it because it probably won't be. Big spending in free agency, which, generally speaking, most teams that spend big on free agency usually doesn't really work out for them. But, like I said, there is some there are some difference makers on the defensive end on the defensive end of the ball that are that are free agents. So it could work out in their favor if they decide to go that route. But we already Jacksonville spent a lot last year and they got to the divisional round. So yeah, that, that's that's a recent success story. Yeah, uh, for what it's worth, that's true. All right, in the last team. I want to hit on is the Ravens. Clearly, uh, the biggest move that they need to make is figuring out a contract for for Lamar Jackson. Um, as of right now, we know that they're speculating that they're a hundred million off. I that's mean, a lot. Of, that's a lot of M's. To that's be a, yeah, yeah, that that's is a lot. A lot. Clearly, he's wanting something close to what Deshaun got. The Ravens don't really feel comfortable in doing that. I mean, which I kind of don't blame him for wanting to give them give him a fully guaranteed contract, but 
when you got to when you when the when the Browns did that, I mean, you've pretty much left it open for any and everybody. And you're looking at someone that used to be a former MVP, which Deshaun Watson hasn't been, hasn't played in two and a half years before he even got that contract. So, I mean, sh show me the money is what he's saying. I, I know the the Ravens, they kind of trying to soften the blow by getting a getting an offensive coordinator who's who has a track record of, you know, really unlocking quarterbacks no matter where he's been at besides the Browns that one year. But yeah. pretty much everywhere else he's been, he's been been able to unlock the offense. I, the Ravens want to, you know, get a different mind in there and hopefully they can unlock Lamar Jackson in terms of taking him to another level. But I think this is the biggest we don't even have to really talk about anything else. This is the biggest storyline, the biggest move that they need to make is lock down their quarterback. Playing with the quarterback in terms of money-wise isn't something that any team should do. I don't think it's good business at all, especially when you've got 32 teams, but you can't name 32 even average quarterbacks. So I don't think they should be dicking around with, with this contract. They need to just sit down and get it done. Yeah, and then especially with uh, you know Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, all set to get basically get extensions this offseason. Yeah. That's gonna muddy some. More, that's gonna muddy the waters even more. So they really need to get some shit done, or else it's gonna get real, real tight over there in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. and especially Baltimore. especially with Daniel Jones. I know you've already seen that report of him switching agents, and he's talking about he wants forty five. So. If you're going to wait till he gets his contract, then good luck, Ravens. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, because Daniel Jones that. ain't played near, not, near, nearly as close <laughs> to the level of Lamar Jackson, on a, on, especially on the MVP level. So, yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep dragging your feet. Keep dragging your feet, Baltimore, because it's only going to get messier and it's only going to get more expensive. Yeah. So you better, so you better meet Lamar Jackson where, where his number is right now or else it's, it's going to get tough. And, you yeah. know, if we could just we can just go ahead and just kind of start with some of the court, you know, some of the positions, you know, the free agent, the free agents this offseason, starting with quarterback, obviously Lamar Jackson's the biggest one. Um, I think we're both, we both we both believe that he'll be franchised by the Ravens. I don't I don't really see them working out in a, a long term deal. But, you know, that's, you know, crazier things have happened. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, and I think the window just opened yesterday. So they have about a couple of weeks. Uh, to get through that uh, franchise tag period before you know before they have to make a decision. Yep. Um, Derek Carr is next. We talked about him earlier. Just visited the Jets. That's where I think he may end up. I don't really buy the smoke about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. I think it's just a, a bunch of a bunch of BS. I think any any rumor concerning Aaron Rodgers going to another team is just BS. It's been BS the last three years. Uh, we thought he was going to. A lot of people thought he was going to go to Denver because of Nathaniel Hackett. Wrong. Nathaniel Hackett's the Jet now. He's not going to follow Nathaniel Hackett to the Jets. And that's going to be wrong as well. So I think <laughs> I think the Jets will be best served getting Derek Carr because he's probably going to be cheaper and he'll come with less baggage and less drama. Um, so that's where I think he's going to land. Yeah, I got I actually got him going to the Saints. I know that was the first thing he went to go talk to. I think the the weapons are better with the Jets, but something. For whatever reason, I just think <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers wants to follow his 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 mentor slash nemesis Brett Favre and just go go to the Jets like he did at some point because I feel like the Packers have pretty much already said like hey I think we're gonna just go with you know Jordan Love we're just pretty much tired of the whole Aaron Rodgers shenanigans or the the baggage that comes with them so and and it's speculated that the Packers if they're gonna trade him that they wouldn't trade him in the NFC, which if he's going to go to the AFC, then there's limited places that he can go to. Las Vegas. Well, yeah, he could go to Vegas, yeah. But again, it, this is all speculative that that the Packers are even interested in even trading them. This is all pretty much pretty much hearsay, he said. So we, we will never know. But for me, I think the, the Saints give give Derek Carr like you know a place where he can you know make a lot of money, play in a division where it's pretty much up to grabs. Because everybody else is just pretty much doesn't have a solidified quarterback situation at all. He's the best quarterback in the division if he goes to the Saints. Yeah, by default. by default, and they would they would kind of be the best defense coming in there. So I mean, granted, they would be quote unquote the best team by paper. I would think if they add him. So 
I think gives them the best chance to go to the playoffs, win the division or whatnot. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I those those are some pretty good points, really good points. So we'll we'll see what happens. And then we got Daniel Jones. We talked about him as well. He's asking for forty five million. Forty five million is probably going to look like a bargain in the next couple of years. So if he gets forty five million now, what what's what's that what that what's that going to look like in two years? Probably barely you know outside of the top ten. Um, but Daniel, the idea of Daniel Jones getting forty five million is is has to has to scare a lot of Giants fans. Dude, <laughs> has to scare a lot of Giants fans. Uh, so I, I think ultimately what's going to happen? I, I feel like gut feeling is that he gets franchised. He gets franchised, and then they let Saquon test for agency, and they they may bring back Saquon on a you know kind of like a short a short term yeah. deal. Um, but we'll see, and we'll, we'll get to Saquon here in a second. But I, I think that's. I feel like that's the direction they'll that they'll lean. For me, the next quarterback, Geno Smith. I, I think he's going to the, he's going to be staying with the Seahawks. We've been hearing hearing that the Seahawks have been actively talking with him in terms of trying to get a longer a, uh, a longer term deal done. It makes sense. You saw the first year there that he looked he looked like an actual quarterback, actually pretty good. I think he finished what quarterback six, quarterback seven in fantasy. Imagine that, man. Imagine that. Yeah. Good for Gino, man. Good for Gino. I know. Got a great offensive line, young offensive line, young, young, good running back, two outstanding wide receivers. I mean, the setup is there for him. So I think I think that would be a perfect match for him. Yeah. And then we got to round it out, we got Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, he was mm. supposed to be on the move last year, but for some reason couldn't find any suitors. Uh, to get his, you know, to get to get that trade, and I think that shoulder injury basically kept them in San Francisco and <laughs> almost got them back to, you know, to the NFC Championship game. But he got hurt halfway through the season, and then Brock Purdy happened, um, and you know, the rest is history from that point. But Jimmy G is going to have some some suitors. It looks like he's fully healthy, or he's he he should be fully healthy, um, you know, into the offseason or whatnot. So I I don't really have a read of where he may where he may go. Carolina, you, we we have Carolina written down on the show sheet, but I, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I don't know where he would go. That that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, I put Carolina. I mean, they could go and draft a quarterback for all I know. So they still have figured- the great Matt Corral though. The Matt Corral disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I- I had to. That was a that was a good old knee slap. <laughs> good old knee slapper on that one. That's a that's a backup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy G. I mean, we seen Mark Rick. Uh, we seen him. You know, rotate veteran quarterbacks. Maybe he comes here and they might do the same. Depend on how they feel. How close their team is until and getting into playoff contention again. Like we talked about, this division the NFC South is really wide open. So it's another team where they have a. A pretty decent offensive line. I don't know what they're going to do with the running backs. You got DJ Moore, and you had a pretty pretty good defense. So it's really what they think, honestly, how close they think they are. If they're going to go the veteran route, or are they going to go, you know, go draft a quarterback in the draft? So yeah. So just real, real quick, let's let's circle back on Derek Carr. I just I just saw like a tweet that read that um, the Jets believe that if, if Derek Carr signed there. He would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh my gosh! I, you know what? I this is uh, this is the worst part of the off season. Yeah, <laughs> we get we get outrageous quotes, we get outrageous beliefs, we get um, you know when it comes to the NFL draft, we get character issues. Uh, you know, we get all these different cliches and all. It, it's jeez. Um, you know, I I don't I'm I'm speechless. I'm speechless at that. Okay. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry to derail the show with that bullshit, but hey, uh, we, we can we could bring this train. So uh, on the running backs. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Saquon Barkley, he's a obviously the you know the, the the marquee guy here that's going to most likely hit the open market. Josh Jacobs had a much better season than he did, but we we suspect that the Raiders will franchise him and keep him in, in, in Las Vegas for at least another year, and then dump him. So, uh, but Saquon though his you know his fair market value is about four 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 you know four years forty nine million dollars, about twelve point three average annual value. Um, you know I, I think what I think what will ultimately happen is that the Giants will bring him back, 
they'll probably sign him to a four-year deal. It'll be like a two-one-one. So it'll be like a two, basically front-loaded for two years and then an out after year, year three and then out after year four. So basically no guaranteed money left on the back end. They'll probably just front-load the contract to where he can just make all of his money in the first two years and then they'll just dump him because I think at that point, He'll be 20, 28 years old after the after the you know the fourth year, um, and then you know just comparable contracts. I mean, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, McCaffrey, they all signed their second contract by like age 25, 24, mm-hmm. 25. Saquon's twenty six; he just turned twenty six three weeks ago, so he's a little bit older than those guys at at, at his second contract. So that's another thing to kind of factor in. I don't know if he's going to get nearly as I don't know what what his guarantees will look like. That remains to be seen, but I feel like they'll bring him back on a short term. It's like kind of like a they'll they'll bring him back on a maybe like a four year deal, and then just they'll have an option after year two or after year three. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you there. I just he thinks he can get sixteen, seventeen million. I don't know who's going to do that. Yeah, like people talk about the Bears, maybe, but uh, that's that's a place where he could possibly go. Uh, yeah, especially if they want to spend money. Um, I have I actually, yeah, I have another guy that, uh, that, that may be a, I, I actually like a better, a better fit. Well, I wouldn't say a better fit, but just like more financially, I, I guess Smart. more, yeah, yeah. Much physically, much more physically responsible. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about him in a second, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's a, that's a good option. Chicago's a not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad landing spot for him, especially a team that likes to run the ball as much as they do. Yep. And I don't think they would want. Khalil Herbert to be the league guy, even though I know we've liked him in terms of yards per carry, but he's always hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can go and get somebody like Saquon, then I, I wouldn't blame you. Just I don't know if you would want to save all your money just to blow a, what, a fifth of it, a sixth of it on on a running back that could be replaced. So yeah. we will see. Tony Pollard, Cowboys running back. We have already heard what Jerry wants to do with him. He wants to franchise him. I think they probably franchise him. Personally, if if you're going to keep him, I would prefer you just go and cut Zeke. There's no point of franchising a running back while you have another running back that's making over $12 million and makes no sense at all. Yeah, so, you can't you can't <laughs> spend $20 million on the running back room. That's just, <laughs> that, to, in today's it's NFL, that's, that is, that's irresponsible as fuck. Like, you just can't do that. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's his his franchise tag number is ten point nine million, so that's I guess okay. I mean, yeah. it's it's on the high end, obviously for running. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's below the like the top five guys, so he'll probably be he'll probably hover around like seven to ten uh, in terms of average annual value for that for that one year. But in order for that to happen, Zeke should not be on the roster. He just shouldn't no. be. We can we have to we they they've got to cut him, eat whatever dead cap is left. Um, on that, on on his contract, and they just move, just just cut ties and move on. Yeah, don't, I mean, he, don't, I mean, pay cut, pay cut. You'd still be even if you cut his salary down to like five million. That's still fifteen million dollars plus on the running back room. And that's just it. Just doesn't make any sense for us. Yeah, I was I was just about to get to that. He's talked about how he'll take a pay cut. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll see how low you want to go. <laughs> worst case, the worst case scenario is that they let. Pollard walk and keep Zeke somehow. That that would be like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> yeah, and then they have to go and draft a running back. Have to draft the running back in, in the first round or the second round at the late at the latest. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, but the next guy we have is Miles Sanders. That's the other guy that I was talking about that could potentially be a better financial fit for the Bears. Uh, his spot track value is only two. Two years, fourteen million dollars, fourteen point four million dollars. So that's much more, uh, you know, financially, uh, you know, this fiscally responsible um, for the Bears. If they want to get a guy that's, that's relatively young. I think Miles Sanders is twenty six. He just had his career year, you know, over uh, nearly thirteen hundred yards and eleven touchdowns. So this will be a, a, a pretty good fit for what you know, a one two punch for him and Khalil Herbert. That would be a pretty. A pretty, a pretty damn good running rushing attack. Uh, yeah, it could it could be or another place they could potentially go to? He could go to Carolina. Could go to Carolina. Deontay Foreman, he's a free agent. You know, you got Chuba Hubbard. You, you already know that he's. They're not looking for him to be a lead back. It'd be a complimentary. So you know, you just add Miles Sanders and you split 
speak the backfield. So that, that's a potential option there, too. So, I mean, Miles Sanders is not a bad back. We just saw him have his best year ever. We saw him score double-digit touchdowns. I know you. we've been waiting on that one to happen, and it finally did. So, In the one year he that. does, I didn't draft him much in fantasy. I don't yeah. think I drafted him at all. <laughs> it's, it, it, it was it was sad because all the years that I backed Miles Sanders, yep. I, I wasn't able to get him last year, and then he goes off and has his best season. Um, in a year that I actually touted him. I actually touted him. I was like, okay, Miles Sanders is going to turn it around. I wasn't able you to did. get him It's just crazy. In the last running back I want to talk about is Jamal Williams. You know, he's an older back. We just saw him lead the league in, in, in rushing touchdowns this past year. I, personal opinion, I think they bring him back. I, Whatever. I, yeah. yep. I don't, I don't want to see it because I know a bunch of people are still waiting on, on, on DeAndre Swift to be, be that guy. Maybe he's just not that guy, man. Maybe he's just not. Uh, but Jamal Williams, he, they, were, they complimented each other very well. We saw how much Dan Campbell loved talking about uh, Jamal Williams, so they they could easily sign him back to a one two year deal and be very cheap. It could be a two year deal where it's basically just a one year deal and they get rid of him the next year. So I think it'll be an easy move for Detroit if they wanted to do that. Yeah, and he'll be he'll, yeah he'll be cheap. What four or five million dollars? I don't think he's going to demand a lot of money in the, in the in the open market. Yeah. So yeah, one year deal would 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 do. But yeah, I mean, I think you made a good point. We don't know if DeAndre Swift is, is that guy. Like every time he touches the ball, he's very explosive. He he does a lot of a lot of a lot of nasty things with the ball in his hand. He just for whatever reason just can't stay healthy. It's always a shoulder. Like the last two yeah. years, it's been a shoulder injury. The same that I think it's the same shoulder. And then the, the Lions, they scale back his touches. They they played Justin Jackson over him in large stretches last year, which was very annoying. Craig Reynolds. Gamers, Craig Reynolds, like he got a lot of so I don't know, man. But that also that also lets you know, uh, and we'll talk about this next week. Um, you know, his his ADP is probably going to be a lot a lot more attainable in twenty twenty three. Yeah, especially with these with, with some of these best ball drafts and these ADPs that we've been seeing. We'll we'll touch more on that next week, but uh, he's he's going to be pretty cheap in twenty twenty three. So I'm I'm going to be gobbling up all the DeAndre Swift as I can. <laughs> so yeah. So before we move to wide receivers, just a quick caveat that we need to pay attention to as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft is there's a lot of decent running backs that are going to be they're coming into this class, and you got a lot of decent running backs that are free agents. It's going to be really telling in the middle of March what these teams do with these running backs and how much they want to pay them or if they even want to pay them because you got a whole crop of of incoming uh rookie running backs that can do the job at a very cheap cheap price so it'll be very interesting to see how this actually shakes out i think it's going to be i think some of these running backs are going to be in a, a rude awakening in my opinion uh because there's a lot of different type of running backs that are coming in uh that could do a little bit of everything so it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what happens when we get closer and you know, kind of talking about some of these running backs and what the landscape might look like for you know what might look like for them as we get more information about who's going to be signed where out of this free agency class of running backs. Yeah, it would have been dope to see these free agent running backs last year. <laughs> yeah, this is 2022's running back class. So uh, this would have been it, it would have been you know it, it would have been interesting as well, but. Yeah, this is gonna be a uh, a big clash to see what happens to, to see who's who who uh who decides to yeah I don't know man it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one for sure um, but on the receivers probably the grossest that the grossest free agent crop of wide receivers that we've seen in years yeah um, yeah we have you know in terms of fair market value we probably have Juju Smith you know Spot Track has Juju Smith Schuster making basically. Or being being uh, valued the highest, for, you know, four for fifty nine, about fourteen point six million dollars a year. You got Alan Lazard at twelve and a half per year. Um, Odell Beckham at thirteen uh, per year, but only a short term contract, like two for twenty six. So it, it's it's not pretty. I mean, Jacoby Myers twelve and a half um, per year, and then we got DJ Chark nine and a half per year. So these are these are basically the marquee guys. But but I think what make what'll what'll make this free agency class, wide receiver free agency class, a lot more enticing or intriguing is the the trades. 
um, that that may potentially go down. You know, we'll be, we may see DeAndre Hopkins be moved. Actually, we're more than likely to see DeAndre Hopkins moved um, to another team. We may see Michael Thomas get moved. We may see Cortland Sutton get moved. There's a lot of these uh, these other wide receivers that are currently on teams. Long shots is potentially T. Higgins. I've seen his name floated out a lot. Yeah, and a lot of and a lot of potential deals. Chicago is you know, Chicago comes to mind with all yeah. the money that they have to spend. So imagine them getting a you know trading for a T. Higgins and then signing like a Miles Sanders or something in free agency, like that. That those are two you know impact players that they did not have last year on offense that they could use in 2023 that could help Justin Fields. So they're, they're, those those types of situations um, could open up, um, you know, and make this wide receiver kind of save this wide receiver class because you're not paying Odell Beckham, you know, thirteen million dollars a year, coming off of two ACL tears, thirty years old, not the same guy he used to be, clearly not the same guy he used to be, and then Juju. I mean, we we saw Juju in 2020, 2022. He looked okay. He didn't look obviously. He did not look great, but um, yeah. And then the idea of paying Alan Lazar twelve and a half million dollars—it just should make you want to throw up because he ain't that guy. <laughs> he, ain't, <laughs> he ain't it. So thoughts, <laughs> man. I don't really—I don't have any thoughts, bro. Like this is <laughs> this this is bad. Um, hopefully, you're not a team that's like that needs a wide receiver because this is this is this is bad, bro. Like. I imagine New England probably come come back around and go get Jacoby Myers. I'm not sure if they're going to pay twelve and a half million. They'll probably let go Kendrick uh, Kendrick Bourne and uh, Nelson Aguilar when they went free spending two years ago and overpaid those guys, and they've not done squat. Yeah, and at least at least with Jacoby, you know he's he's dependable. Jacoby you know, Jacoby is a solid. He's a solid receiver. I yeah, think in the right in the right fit, in the right situation, in the right offense. I think he's. Yeah, I think he'll have he'll have a lot more value than people are. Are really looking at right now, but he's he's not he's not a bad receiver at all. No, he's it's not. Just like the class itself is just disgusting. Just yeah, I, like you said, the trades would would save would save this because this ain't this ain't this ain't it, bro, at all. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't it. All right, yeah, and then you know tight ends. I mean Dalton Schultz, the Cowboys should probably let him walk. Um, he's not going to be franchised. Is more likely to be Tony Pollard. Yeah. Um, Mike Kosicki, I think his he, there's something weird about him is that you know he's he's such a like a, if you look at playerprofiler.com his advanced metrics are off the charts like he's like yep. the 95th percentile in everything yeah and when he's on the field he looks he just doesn't look like that at all they they want him to block man he don't block but no I'm just saying like even when he's like catching passes or running down the field he just doesn't look like a guy that. That has a 95th percentile. He's, he doesn't look like a 95th percentile athlete out there. That maybe yeah. maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me, but he just doesn't look like that guy, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he flashes moments, but yeah, I I understand what you're saying. You know, but, but it just yeah. reminds. But remember when they used to have that uh, the tight end that was kind of similar similar build? His last name was Cameron. Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron. Remember, he was the same kind of six five, super athletic. Could run, but just just never worked out. He had the one year, and then it just it just wasn't it just wasn't it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the one really good year. I drafted him that year in fantasy. I remember that twenty. It was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen broke broke out, and I and everybody was talking about him in training camp, and he was catching all these passes in in, in camp. And I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna be a late round dart, and he and he hit. So yep. yeah, I don't know. Mike Kosicki, just just something off about him. Um, Maybe in another offense, let's let's see him go to the Chargers or something. That'd be that'd be pretty good. I mean, because they're probably going to cut Keenan Allen. More than likely, going to release Keenan Allen. Cap casualty. He'll make the he'll make the free agency class a little bit better if they cut if yep. he gets, if he's on there because he'll be yep. probably the he'll he'll definitely be the best receiver in free agency. Um, yep. to to go after for sure. Um, so going to the Chargers offense that'd be nice. Um, and then you got Irv Smith and Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram had a nice year for the for the Jags, a nice rebound year. I think he wanted to bet on himself for that one year, nine million dollars. So yeah. maybe he feels like he's going to get more um, from another team this this off season. But uh, maybe the Jag or the, maybe the Jags may bring him back. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Evan Ingram. He 
he finally did something. I know I've been – he's one of those players I kind of held out hope for him for a long time. And he's – I mean, he's a good deep player, but he's always hurt. Always hurt. Um, even Irv Smith, same thing. Somebody I've been holding out for hope, never really panned out. And then, again, another dude that's always hurt. So, we'll yeah, see. I'm, I'm an Irv Smith guy too. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, right, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I'm right there yeah. with you. They're all the same build. Not really – not. Like in the tweener in between wide receiver and tight end, really fast, athletic, but always hurt. So hopefully they can figure it out in the next stop that they go to. Um, real quick, do you want to touch on some players that I know we've kind of already touched on it on players that we could see get released to save cap or even get traded? Let's let's go ahead and touch a we could touch on a couple of those. We already talked about about a rod. We he's been speculated for three years. We don't know Carson. <laughs> three, Carson, well, it's really been three years. <laughs> yeah, bro. Carson Wentz is another guy that's probably going to get cut. They've already said that Sam Hauser guy. You saw Tyler Heineke. He got signed to a, a deal with, with the year before. I think it was like two or three year deal. I think Carson Wentz, they saved like 20 plus million if they cut him. So that's easy. Well, bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out. Uh, we saw the Titans already make some cuts. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they cut Tannehill. I doubt it because they don't got no quarterback of any kind of circumstance yeah. on the roster. So they Malik probably, Willis, Malik Willis being a third round pick, like no. I mean, if you're gonna cut Tannehill, then you probably draft a guy. You draft a yeah. guy in the first round, the first pick. Yeah, that's the only way it makes sense. And yeah. then maybe get maybe get a bridge guy, or maybe that's where Jimmy Garoppolo goes. That that could be yeah. a dark horse uh, place for him. But he'll have no receivers to throw to outside of Traylon Burks. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got good luck, Tennessee. Good luck. We got Alvin Kamara potentially could be cut. I know he has a, a a big cap cap hit, and then with him being indicted, maybe the Saints just don't want to deal with it. Since I think this is the last year of his deal with with any type of money that's left on it. Yeah. We got Len, we got Leonard Fournette that could be cut for like a three million cap hit, so he could be somebody that could be gone. We got Cortland Sutton low key that could be cut. They they can save some money because we've seen them. We've seen the the Broncos South uh, just pretty much blow their whole future away with getting Sean Payton and and Russell Wilson. So Cortland could be somebody that could be cut low key. We'll see. Yeah, that is a very good point because they don't have any draft picks. They don't really nope. have any 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 really good draft picks. Nope. I just thought about for the, that. Yeah, for this year or next year. Yeah. Michael Michael Thomas is another person that they've been speculating that's probably going to get cut, so they can save money there. DeAndre Hawkins, we've already talked about. They keep, I mean, everybody already knows that he's probably going to get traded at some point because ain't nothing happening in Arizona. We got Adam Thielen, uh, a guy that could be cut for for the low if they decide to move on from him. Tyler Boyd is another player that could be cut for the low if they decide to do that. Uh, we also got people like Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, MVS. And then for tight ends, you could cut either – Hunter Henry or John Smith because the Patriots again during that time where they were spending a bunch of money on Kendrick Bourne and, and Nelson Aguilar they also did that with tight ends so they can both of them yeah both, both of them, them. Did nothing yeah <laughs> they, got, they, well, got, they gave you nothing outside well Hunter Henry gave you something. yeah he gave, he gave you what nine touchdowns in twenty twenty one yeah John Smith gave you literally nothing like yeah he could have been on the microphone with us right now and did pretty much the same amount of work that he did this year so. <laughs> And the yeah, last person, uh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just I was going to sort of circle back to uh, to Cortland Sutton. So Cortland Sutton, um, his dead cap in twenty twenty three would be twenty six million, but Ooh. his potential out in twenty twenty four would be seven point six. Seven point okay, seven. So they're probably they're probably holding on. So they'll probably they'll, they'll, he'll hold on. They'll hold on to him one more year, and then they'll probably get look to uh, to move off of him and um, after the twenty twenty three season. And then Michael Thomas, uh, I don't know of, of any other area where they can get rid of them i mean that what you know 2024 they have a 14 million dollar dead cap charge 2023 it's a 26.2 million dollar cap um dead cap charge so mm, trade but trade, i don't know who would trade for honestly, him yeah I, yeah that so those, those are a couple of things to keep in mind and i didn't realize he's 30 he's old yeah man yeah, yeah he's old wow Okay. The last per, the last player I want to talk about that could potentially get traded is Darren Waller. I know I'm sure that I mean I've been hearing news about that. That could be something that could end up happening again because of you know trying to save money on the cap and you know they you know they had an impasse in terms of how he should handle 
handle his ankle surgery during the season, they were they were at odds about how they should handle that. So maybe maybe we might see him get traded too. So yeah, and I th- I think he might have come out and said something uh, that he wanted to get Aaron Rodgers to Vegas. Was he was he recruiting to, him to Vegas? I guess so. I, I, uh, that would be kind of awkward if they traded <laughs> they traded him and they, as part of a package to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be a little interesting. Yeah. All right. So the last part of this episode, we want to you know do do some a little light, little little fun, a little early Super Bowl odds, man. You know, you can never you can never talk about the next year too early. You know how you know how it goes. The ga- gambling don't stop, and you know we thought it'd be fun to end the show talking about Super Bowl odds and play a little game. If you had a thousand dollars, how would you like spread it around in terms of teams that you might think that might hit and win the Super Bowl next year? So I, I'm gonna go ahead and get you to, to start that game off for us. If you had a thousand dollars, how would you spread this money around in terms of Super Bowl odds, early Super Bowl odds? So I would probably put uh, I'd probably put about two hundred on the Chiefs to repeat. You never want to. I mean, you can never go wrong with Mahomes and Andy Reid and that and that, and that quarterback coach com- you know, combination. We've seen the Chiefs in the Super Bowl three out of the last four years. Um, five straight conference championship appearances, so um, it, it's never it's never a bad thing, um, to, you know, to put money on the Chiefs. Um, and then I was gonna maybe just split a hundred between the Bills and the Eagles because they have the next best odds at I think plus uh what six plus seven hundred plus eight hundred, I think Philly's plus eight hundred I think, and then uh, Buffalo's plus six hundred or plus seven hundred. Um, you know, it, it's real simple. I mean, they B- Buffalo was mostly everybody's favorite to to win the Super Bowl last year before you know the the, the bottom fell out in postseason, and you know they they still have a strong roster, and I still think they can uh, that they can make a run and, and challenge Kansas City uh, this year, um, and then Philadelphia their their roster. I mean, I know they have a lot of free agents, but they still have their core intact, uh, especially on offense. And they have two first-round picks um, coming up in this draft, so they can definitely use those on whatever the hell they want. Basically, best player available. They can get like the best defender that that that's available, and they can get the best offensive skill guy that's available, which is which which may be running backs. I don't believe that they're going to bring back Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. especially when they're you know somewhat cash-strapped. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to you know pay Miles Sanders about seven million dollars a year to return. So I think they'll they'll probably let him walk and then maybe drop a guy uh, within the first couple of rounds. Um, so that's that's my logic for Buffalo and Philly. And then the next three uh, that I have are pretty, I would say the last two for sure are long shots. But Detroit, I like Detroit at plus twenty eight hundred. I'm gonna put probably put a hundred on them. Look, that roster is not far off from making it from from making a postseason run. Right. I mean, they have they, they had a good running game. Um, we'll see what happens with Jamal Williams. They bring him back. Their offensive line is elite. Um, you know, you know, uh, they, they have an elite offensive line, pretty damn good running game, uh, pass catching weapons. Check, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown and then Jameis Williams, who, who started to come on over the last, you know, the last part of the season, uh, his the first round pick out of Alabama. And so um, and then obviously they had they, DJ Chark as a free agent. We'll see if they bring him back. He's a he's another field stretcher that they have, um, or that they could have uh, come back. And then you know, uh, and then you know they they have the Rams' top five pick. They have a top five pick, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they're coming off of a season where they've swept the Green Bay Packers for the first time, and I don't know how long. And so they have a top five pick in addition to their their first rounder, so they can get better as well. So that's not a that's not a terrible bet at plus twenty eight hundred to just put you know sprinkle a hundred on there. And then I have the LA Rams at plus thirty five hundred uh, to you know spread another hundred on them to see what happens with them because you know the the bottom completely fell out in twenty twenty two for them all the injuries you know poor play you know basically going down to like four quarterbacks having to play Baker Mayfield uh, after a, a day and a half of practice and beating hell beating the Raiders on Thursday night uh, <laughs> but that's the kind of season that they had like they just really had everything that could go wrong go wrong so i think with a full off season just full health aaron donald's going to be back hopefully jalen ramsey's back um there's we we saw some recent speculation that he may get released or traded so we'll have to see how that goes 
But, um, you know, they Cam Akers looked very, very strong to close the season. He won some people a lot of money in DFS, <clears throat> you know, a lot of money in DFS. <laughs> um, so he he's he's looking like, you know, he's he's returning to form. Matthew Stafford should be healthy again. Uh, Cooper Cup should be healthy again. Um, Allen Robinson, year two, I, I refuse to believe that he's washed. So I think that, you know, just the first year that he was in L.A. was just was just an anomaly. I think he's going to return back to his 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 form that we saw when he was with the Bears um, for the for the good the good years that he was with, he was with the Bears. Um, and then Sean McVay is still the head coach there. Right. I mean, and, they, and then Aaron Donald again, he's coming back on defense. Um, they still have Bobby Wagner. They still have some decent players in the secondary. So we'll see. Um, it's you know, it's it, thirty five hundred is a long shot. Um, but hey, I mean that this team just won the Super Bowl in twenty twenty one, and um, I don't know how 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 much different that roster is from that from that team. I mean, I'm sure there's there was some turnover, right? There was some turnover there, but they still have Cup, they still have Stafford, they still have Acres, still have Donald, um, they still have, they'll probably have Jalen Ramsey should he should he not get traded. So we'll see. And then my last one, this is a pretty long shot. Pretty long, long shot, but it's the Denver Broncos at plus 5,000. And I think the logic is pretty simple. Um, Sean Payton's the coach. The first time, you know, Sean Payton finally getting a head coaching job. Uh, or the, the, first, the, first time, uh, the first time Sean Payton got a head coaching job, his first year, they went to the N- NFC Championship game in New Orleans. First year. Um, so in, the, in, in this particular, particular case, He's got Russell Wilson as a quarterback. They've basically gone all in on him and Peyton um, as that as that combination. Uh, they still have pretty decent skill guys. You know, Tim Patrick is going to be returning from the ACL injury. Jerry Judy, you know, started to come on strong over the last couple weeks of the season. Uh, Cortland Sutton, who we just talked about, will be back for at least 2023. Um, Javante Williams, assuming his recovery from that ACL tear, is ahead of schedule, like they all say, right? It's always ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, assuming that you know the, everything check, checks out with his knee, he should be back. Hopefully, they can get another running back to to, to kind of complement him and take some pressure off of him. Um, and then their defense, their defense is is still solid. They they have a solid defense. You know, Patrick Sertan is one of the best corners in the league. Um, you know, entering his third year in the league, so he's going to anchor that defense. Um, in the secondary, so I, I think. Their roster is not far off. They just had very terrible quarterback play, uh, terrible execution on offense. Um, Nathaniel Hackett was in over his head, settling for sixty-yard field goals, um, like like he was doing last year. So the the logic for Denver for me is is pretty much Sean Payton. That roster is really good. I think Sean Payton will get a lot more out of that roster than than, than Nathaniel Hackett ever did because Nathaniel Hackett was learning how to be a head coach while having a good roster. And he just, the bottom fell out. So Sean Payton will bring a lot more stability um, to that coaching uh, sideline. Yeah. And Nathaniel Hackett, man, just <laughs> couldn't hack it. <laughs> he couldn't hack it at all. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't wait. You, 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 threw, you threw the alley-oop and I had to slam it home. I had to slam that shit home. All right. So for me, my first team that I would, I was going to throw some money on, for three hundred dollars out of my thousand, with Cincinnati at plus nine hundred, you can find them on Bavada. You know. Oh, sorry, sorry, it's my bad. Let me real quick, and then. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um. So I only, I think I only went through about five hundred, six hundred dollars. The rest I'll probably spread on you know division winners or conference or conference winners as well. Um. Just, just, just an FYI. I know I didn't spend my entire thousand for the as part of the exercise. Sorry, but sorry. Go ahead. All right, so for me, how I'm going to start off spending my money, I'm going to throw 300 on Cincinnati plus 900 on Bovada. I feel like again they have the they have the nucleus to to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Obviously, we've seen this team two years ago make it to the Super Bowl and lose on the last drive of the game. This past year, we just saw them lose to Kansas City on a because of a late hit. They got them in field goal range. So and their core pieces are still going to be intact. It should be interesting how they how they piece some of the miss how they push the defense together. Cause I know they're gonna probably gonna be missing some players. 
But offensively, they got pretty much everybody back. The offensive line should be more healthy. Um, I know we heard speculation about T. Higgins. We'll see how how that goes. I know he's already said that he ain't going nowhere. We'll figure it out. So with all that, I I, I got to go put money on Joe Burrow, man. Third time's the charm, so maybe they'll 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 make it happen. So I think plus nine hundred is a good a good odds for them. Uh, you've already talked about the Rams. I also had them a plus thirty five hundred. I was gonna throw two hundred on that. You know, get a little spicy like you've already. I mean, you hit on everything. I agree with everything. Um, hopefully, they can hold on to Jalen Ramsey because, again, I mean, I've been even seeing these reports that they potentially could trade him to save save cap. So, um, but they have the makings of a of a good team. They're gonna get Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup back. You've already talked about Kim Akers looked pretty good towards the end of last year. So, and they got Sean McVay. He'll figure it out, man. His offense, his offense always figures it out. So. The next one, you also talked about this team is the Chiefs plus six hundred on on DK. I'm gonna throw three hundred on that. Again, Patrick Mahomes. I don't really got to say anything else, man. Just he figures a way to do it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Doesn't Basically, matter what's yeah. around him, man. We saw that receiver core, and you're just like, there's no way. But he said there is a way. They may they may even upgrade that receiving core this offseason. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So let me go ahead and put put. Put 300 on them also. So I have 200 left. So I'm going to spend 150 on one of these long shots, which is the Miami Dolphins at plus 3,000. You can get them on either DK or or on Bovada. Um, I like the offense. You've seen, I mean, obviously we've seen the offensive makeup. T, uh, T. Hill, Waddle, they both finished what top five, top six in terms of receiving yards. They were top six in terms of fantasy points per game, fantasy points overall in the wide receiver position. Uh, I mean, the only, pretty much the only question mark is quarterback. I know a lot of people have been speculating about T- Tua, but I think Tua comes back. I think he shows people that, you know, it was just a, you know, accidents happen. I'm going to show you why you should invest in me long term, even though Dolphins keep putting out, putting uh, crumbs that they're looking to replace the quarterback position at some Somehow, some way, but I mean, when Tua played, Tua looked good, man. He's very decisive in terms of where he wanted to place the ball. The the play the play calling was of his liking in terms of how he can get the ball to to his weapons. Yeah. I think for them, getting uh, Nick Ch- uh, not Nick Chubb uh, Chubb, you know, more healthy because he wasn't healthy when he. Ca- I mean, I think he was struggling with a, a hand or ankle injury. Can't remember which one. So you get him a full offseason, getting acclimated to the defense, getting healthy. That's a great pass rusher. You got you got decent players on the back end. So I think they definitely have a makeup of you know making some noise and potentially going to the Super Bowl. And my last one, definitely a big long shot, is the Browns at plus four thousand on DK, and I'm only putting fifty dollars on that because it's a long shot. Um, you know, you get you get Deshaun Watson. A, a full year of him, you know, going through the offseason program, not him worrying about being suspended or anything like that. You had a decent defense, but they dealt with so many injuries that you couldn't really tell. Um, and then you got Nick Chubb back there still. You got Amari Cooper. You got another year of, of uh, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. He kind of flashed this past year. Uh, you got David Njoku, a great tight end. I think, and then Kevin uh, Skafanski, not uh, Skafanski, you know, calling the plays. I mean, he's, I think he's a decent play caller. You know, there was times during the year where, I mean, the offense just couldn't really move. But I think that was more Deshaun just being so rusty and not having in-game live action that, you know, getting a, a full year of, of you know, going through an off-season program and getting ready for the full for the full year, I think it'll, it'll it'll do wonders for this offense and what this offense can do. And you know, let me go ahead and throw a fifty spot on on this team and see what happens. All right. Well, I mean, that's not it's not not it's not a terrible case, yeah. but it's it's, <laughs> it's a long shot. It, you're right. That's that's <laughs> the bottom line. It, it, it is a long shot. It is a very very long shot, an extremely long shot. Yeah, longer than a long shot, <laughs> but a long shot nonetheless. 
I know I know we talked about before we hopped on that if I wanted to put actual money to see who would have a better season, Denver or the Browns, and I was just like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> so it's a long shot for you a reason. That, you don't want that smoke. No, nah, I don't want that. I don't want any problems with them. I don't want them losing me any money in real time. So make sure you tap into the all, all gas newsletter that we drop every Friday mornings at 701. You can find it on the Destination Devi Twitter handle. You can find it on my Twitter page. You can find it on Ike's Twitter page. And, you know, go and tap in with that. Subscribe to that. If you're not, we drop a lot of information right now. You'll find almost everything that we drop on there is talking potential rookies coming in. I know we got the, the combine starting next week, so you'll see some things getting you ready for that. I know we'll be talking something about about the combine next week. Everything on on the Destination Debbie radio network will be definitely getting you trying to get you ready for the for the for the combine that's happening next week. So you can find our official Twitter handle off the line FF. Of course, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Genius, G-E-N-E-S, and Ike at just underscore 09. Ike, you got anything before we leave? Get up out of uh, here? Yeah, next week, man, we're going to be talking about some best ball ADPs that we're seeing, um, some, some yep. problematic ADPs, so to speak, and some ones that you can probably potentially exploit. So keep it locked for that. And then, like Gene said, the combine is next week, so we're, we'll probably be sharing some of our thoughts about some of the early things that we've seen and uh, some of the speculation that we've been hearing. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a dope next couple of weeks um, and throughout the offseason. Just, so just keep it locked. Stay tapped into us. Stay tapped into Destination Devi as a whole, man. Yeah, man. On that good note, we will leave y'all. So tap in with us next week as we get ready for this combine and, you know, talking some ADP next week. So until then, y'all be safe. Peace out.